Morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia. Continue with Shemayna Prokim of the Rambam. We're towards the beginning of the third parak. We saw you last time. Uh, we began the third parak. The Rambam establishes that midas issues. Someone has a mida issue with any kind of mida on any level. It has to be thought of as an illness because it is an illness. It's an illness of the soul. The soul is sick. The sickness of the soul. Be it whatever it may be, person has an issue with self-control in any area, in terms of anger, in terms of eating, in terms of of, of um, laziness, in terms of happiness, in terms of tolerance. He is crank. He's crank. That's what the Rambam told us, right? A crankite as an illness. And let's take that further. We're halfway through this paragraph. Says the Rambam the same way in a physical. When a person has a physical disease. He can be sometimes, you know, interested in things that are that are not in his best interest. They're not good for him. Person can have, like we started mentioning this last time, cravings for things that are bad for him. Uh, let's go back a line or two. Someone can lose their sense of taste, their sense of smell, their sense of uh, different senses, but taste and smell. Person can. Can taste something. He thinks it tastes yummy. It may, may taste not yummy. Something he he thinks it tastes sweet. Really tastes sour. Something that tastes sour thinks it tastes sweet. Bitsairu on noise. Bitsura's built noise. He thinks that like things that are that are uh, you know good for him are really not good for him. Um, and has cravings for things that are really you know not in his best interest. Such as what? He finds himself craving items. That healthy people don't crave. Something that really, you know, may may, may uh, be bad for him. You know, they uh, there was this person. Yeah, he, he just died recently. He made it into the Circle magazine. You guys know the Circle magazine? Circle magazine. It's a kids magazine. Jewish kids magazines. They have interesting articles. They have a lot of news there as well. And you know, it's funny. I remember reading about this guy when I was a kid. I had the copy, a well-worn copy when I was a kid of the Guinness Book of World Records. Had it like cover to cover several times. And had all, all kinds of things there, like weird, strange records that people set, like sword swallowing. Remember they had a lot of records, a lot of categories that they said, we are no longer taking any entries in this category, because you know, people died trying to beat the longest sword swallow. People like punctured, all kinds of things. You know, swords aren't really supposed to go inside of you. Anyway, so they, had a, they had a guy who, like, who, um, who ate an airplane, like piece by piece, over several months. He ate, he ate, he, he really he ate a jeep. He ate a car, and he ate an airplane. How do you eat an airplane? One piece at a time. He ate metal. You eat metal, cut up into little pieces, and, and eat it. Cru- screws, nuts, bolts, bolt, um, bolts, light bulbs. So, so he died recently. This guy, this guy, like 20, 30, 40 years ago, he was big, you know, it was, it was, uh, he died, like in his, he lived past his, like made into his 60s. Um, so the doctor said that he had, he had an illness, like, like Arthur, you know, screw loose, you know, screw loose somewhere. Uh, it wasn't just he was trying to, like, you know, prove that a human being can eat an airplane, which, um, you know, what do you gain by proving that anyway? I guess you get into the Guinness Book of World Records. He had a sickness, he had a sickness. I saw a toilet paper allegedly used to eat three, four rolls of a day. Three, four rolls of? 
Toilet paper. Toilet paper, that's what I thought you said. I just could, well, yeah. So the Ram is discussing this. That if someone can have a physical ailment and he eats yeah. things that are bad for him. He eats things that are bad for him. Food items that mo- that healthy people don't crave and find repulsive, find disgusting, right? Find gross. Someone who's, who has, has uh, an illness will crave and eat something A, that's bad for him, and B, that healthy people will find repugnant and gross. Toilet paper. Cain... So says the Rambam, we bring that right back to what? <clears throat> Illnesses of the soul. The diseases of the soul. People that have bad midas. People that are bad people with bad midas. Bad, yeah, bad here. It sounds like a very harsh term. But people that are unhealthy. Unhealthy people with unhealthy midas, with bad midas. Says the Rambam the same way we said that someone with a midah issue, whatever area it may be, and there's so many different midas that we have to work on, so many character traits and characteristics that we have to work on. Any particular area is an illness in that area, and is exactly the right way of understanding it is that guy who's physically ill, who finds himself craving things that other people don't crave, and to him he has he has a craving, and 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 he follows his cravings. They they bring him to a place of destruction. Some with the Mita Pram as well crave something, has an interest in something which is really bad for him. Something is really bad for him, objectively bad for him. Someone that has a, a Midos issue, he thinks it's good. And something that, that other that, that is really good for him, he thinks it's bad. So there's let's just stop for a moment. The Rambam is presenting a a, 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 a huge idea to us over here. Very, very, very big idea in understanding ourselves, understanding the, the realm of working on Midas. The Rabbim is saying that bad Midas are, are, trick us. They trick us, and that's part of the illness. That's part of the disease. A bad Midah gives you a craving, a, an interest, and a, a need to have an outlet for that Midah. It gives you a need to, to find that Midah, to, to indulge in that Midah, and it's no different than a, a, a sick person who has a craving, who has a need, who has an interest in something that is objectively bad for him, but but he, you know, finds himself having an, an interest and a need for it nevertheless. Now, we will look at the sick person, this guy who eats toilet paper, the guy with metal and light bulbs, he'd say, Rebbe, you know, Mr. Krang, you have an illness, you, you have a disease. He's not going to stop, he's not going to listen to us because... Why? He has a craving. He has an interest in eating this. Someone that, 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 that is uh, has heart problems and can't stay away from fried chicken and french fries, deep fried foods, right? And his doctor telling him, listen, you want to live to see your grandchildren's weddings, you have to start eating healthy. You can't have all these fried foods You're clogging up your arteries. So these foods are bad for him. These are bad for him, these foods. But he has a tithe, a taiva. He has a craving, he has a need, so he keeps following his cravings. Someone with a mida issue has a craving, has a, a deep-seated need for an outlet in that area. Again, be it anger, an expression of anger, be it laziness, be it you know a, a, a taiva, like a, a, a you know indulging in um, in in uh, indulgences that are spiritually bad for him. Um, 
be it whatever that mida is, but the mida issue that he has to work out is the same kind of illness that's coming from a place where it's creating a, a need for this, a craving. So a person with an anger management issue really has a deep-seated taiva for for anger. He has he has like 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 a need for for those temper tantrums, a craving for it. Like he finds himself like when when he gets pushed, when he gets triggered, he has a, a need, whether he. Uh, identifies it as such or not, whether he's in, in touch with this or not, but there is a need for that um, episode, just to let it all out. There's a need for that outlet of losing it, of just shouting at this person. And this is the problem that lies at the core of Midas work, and a person trying to, trying, to, trying to be on top of his bad Midas. The problem is the same exact problem that gives the person who has to start eating more healthy a hard time, even though everyone can tell them, stop eating all this stuff, it's not good for your system, not good for your heart. Why does he have such a hard time stopping? Because he has a craving. But what's going on behind the scenes of that craving? He has, he has, he has a type, he has a need. And the problem is like this, Rabbi, so let's speak it out. What's the lumbus? The lumbus is that when I have a craving for something, when I feel like an interest in something, and I have a taiva for something, a need. So on a very deep level, that convinces me that that it's good for me, and it convinces me that that um, I'm entitled to it. Smoking. Like smoking, yeah, okay, you brought it up, not me. When a person has a craving for something, on a very deep level, there's an association of, if I really need it, it must be, it's important. And and how can I how can I deny myself? How can I deny myself something that that is important for me? That that's a basic need that I have. That's the confusion that happens at a very deep level. A person has a taiva, has a craving for something. That food. So why is why do I have such a hard time controlling myself eating the food? Yeah, it's yummy, it's delicious, but there's a lot of yummy, delicious things I can eat. The problem is, I feel on a very deep level that I'm entitled to it, and it's necessary for me. It's something. That, that uh, it, we use the term need, you know, in this case, literally and, and quite accurately, if I have a need for something, then it must be a need. It must be a need. And how can I deny myself needs? How can I deny myself needs? So there's a blur of entitlement, but entitlement, not like in the, you know, the petty type of entitlement, like, you know, the, the way they use it, like your kids have a sense of entitlement, you know, think everything's coming their way. Not that type of entitlement, but entitlement, no, this is a basic part of my functioning, a basic part of who I am because I have a craving for it. And and the flip side of that is that I, I can't envision myself without it. I can't see myself not filling that need because it's a need. It's a need, it's part of me. This is the problem with physical diseases. A person has a, has a physical craving for food, for a cigarette, a drink, alcohol, that's really bad for him. Once he feels that craving, that craving tells him, no, no, you need this. You need this. Something bad's going to happen to you if you don't get this because it's part of your basic needs. How can you deny yourself that? How can you deny yourself something that you clearly have a need for? And this is the same thing with Midas issues. It's the same exact thing, says the Rambam. The same illness is going on with bad Midas. A person has a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. All of our kids, right? All of our sons, all of our grandchildren, all Bachram, right? Every Bachram has a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. There's a bad meter called laziness. 
that bad mita when the alarm clock goes off, it's time to get up for shacharis. First shacharis, second shacharis, third shacharis. You're running out of shacharis to go to, right? Someone has a hard time getting out of bed. He has a meat of laziness. That meat is telling him, no, you need to stay in bed. You need your sleep. You need another 10 minutes. You need another 20 minutes. And once it becomes a need, it quickly, quickly flips over into a mindset of, if it's a need, I have to take care of myself. And if I deny myself that need, something bad's going to happen to me. How can I deny myself something that's a basic part of my functioning? That's what happens at the very deep-seated level with any bad midah. Same what happens with any physical craving, any physical addiction. I see that as part of who I am. I, I can't not have that. I can't deny myself that. That's a part of who I am. Something bad's going to happen to me if I don't have that. The, the fellow who can't get out of bed in the morning thinks to himself the same thing very quickly. This happens very, very quickly. But it's a very quick thought process, subconscious thought process of, I need sleep, I need to stay in bed, and therefore, if I force myself out of bed, something bad is going to happen to me. I, I need to shatter this person right now. If I try to control myself... I'm going to break because I, I have a need to, to just let this person have it. How can I not? You're telling me I should control myself. You're telling me I should control myself. I can't control myself. It's so clear that I need to shout right now. What's, what, why is it so clear? Because of the need, the craving that I have to, to lose it. It's the same thing, Rabbi Yisai, with, with any bad midah. It's a craving for something and once that's really in our, best, in our worst interest, really damaging to us. But once you have a craving for something that's bad for you, the craving convinces you that it's good for you. Craving convinces you that it's good for you. What? Yeah, sometimes. That's the ideal. That's the ideal. What does it come with? Sometimes we don't, we, we, you know, we decide to make the wrong choice. Because the Rishon is just, so it's not that bad. You know, with Ahab, it's one thing, you know, it's whatever. But okay, so you have a piece of chicken, you When I have a craving for something, and I choose not to follow that craving, what I'm doing is I'm saying, even though I have a craving, and even though my craving is telling me it's good for me, I'm able to say, well, but nevertheless, I'm going to listen to Hashem. Or I'm going to put my mind over the craving, and I'm going to convince myself intellectually it's bad for me. But we're, we're getting down into the. But if you have this ability to do it, why don't you do it all the time? Oh, very good. So if we have the ability to use free will to overcome our cravings, why don't we do it every single time? Exactly for this reason, the Ram is telling us because the, the craving convinces us that what's bad for us is really good for us. This is what it comes down to. The craving for a bad meter convinces us that that something that clearly intellectually is bad for me, my craving convinces me it's good for me. And when it's a very strong craving, then I let that override what my intelligence tells me. So, no, no, I must be wrong. It really must be good for me. And I make up all kinds of excuses. I convince myself that it really is good. So I'm using my free will to put my cravings over my intelligence, and the cravings help me out in that, in, in, in using my free will to make the wrong choice. They help me by convincing me that it's really good. That's what's always going on on a, on a very deep level. The Kishkos over here. In Lundus, it's my cravings are convincing me that this is really good. That's exactly the point the Rambam is making. Uh, someone who has a physical illness, he's convinced that what's good for him, what's bad for him is really good for him. Someone with a Mida issue is convincing himself that what's really bad for him is really good for him. And I use that to make the wrong choice. That's my excuse. That's my justification. So, you know, Lamashal, um, excuse me, someone wants a favor from me. And it's going to be a difficult favor. Someone wants a ride to the airport, picked up from the airport, a sibling child 
and I'm not really interested, but not for any good reason, I'm just kind of too lazy, and I'm just not interested in getting, you know, out of my house and taking the trip. I really should do it. I really should do it, but but I have a bad need though right now. A is issue of laziness, a is issue of, 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 of a lack of generosity. Good, we can conceive of such a situation, right? So I have a I have a taiva not to help out. Taiva not to help out. That's the taiva, the craving of laziness, the, t- the craving of self-centeredness. But I tell myself, I look at the weather report, it's, it's forecast that there's a 30% chance of rain. 30% chance of rain? Well, it can't drive in the rain, that's very dangerous. I haven't had the treads checked in a while, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The moment I have something to, 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 to you know, grab onto over here, so that craving that needs to not help this person out, that needs to not give this person a ride, will convince me that that's really in my best interest. That's the right thing to do, is to not help him out. Or I'll come up with something even crazier. Uh, you know, if you help him out, you're not teaching him to be self-sufficient. Really, you know, you have, he has to learn the ropes on his own, get an Uber, rent a car. If I help him out, I'm crippling him for life. You know, something like that. These are the arguments that, 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 that you know, people make all the time, and sometimes we make these some of the time, that get us to make the wrong choice, the wrong decision. The craving convinces us that what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. This is the scary thing over here. What's bad for us is really good for us. Someone with this illness will now have this craving for doing bad things because he's convinced that those are good for him. He needs them. If he needs them, they're good for him. We'll have an ideology now, mentality that they're good for him. But they're really bad for him. He will... Imagine to himself now that those things are really good, and that is an illness, therefore an illness of the soul. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow with the next paragraph. We'll stop over here.